Time to get ugly. Famous words by Luke Cage. Everybody, what's going on? It's your man Joey Kenny, aka Zero. Forgive me, I'm having a Wu Tang Diddy moment. I'm switching the name up. You can call me Joe Militant. Now we got that out of the way. Let's get into it. We're going to be doing the knowledge and chopping it up, all things hip-hop, sports, and pop culture. Today, we're going to cover one of my favorite comic book characters of all time, none other than the one and only Luke Cage. You heard his theme music. Big shout out, and I have to say I don't own the rights to any of the music, but we're going to pump it because we love it. So big shout out to Adrian Young. And Ali Shahid Muhammad from Tribe Called Quest. The music that you heard is from the Luke Cage soundtrack off of the Netflix series Luke Cage. If you haven't seen it, man, you're missing out. Even if you don't like comic books, if you just like um, good action, check it out. Okay, so let's get into it. Now, it's 1986. Okay? A lunatic, racist, white supremacist is murdering black citizens in New York City. A smooth-talking Billy D. Williams knockoff named Tyrone Howard is on the case. Luke has been out of pocket. He's been helping his partner, Danny Rand, a.k.a. Iron Fist. Iron Fist had to go to Kun Lun, which is his home, and uh, he had to go on a quest, and so Luke was helping him out. Not, not only that, Luke has also started a Hero for Hire business with Danny. And because um, of their exploits, they are starting to get really, really high-end clientele because they're superheroes. And so what started out as a mom-and-pop thing to help out the people, you know, in the neighborhood ends up being where, you know, he's getting hired and him and Danny are getting hired to work for, you know, millionaires. Uh, there's a quick side note. Um, one time... Uh, Power Man had to check Dr. Doom because Dr. Doom stiffed him on it was like $200 and so Power Man broke into the Fantastic Fours um, broke into their headquarters and basically um, took on the Fantastic Four um, and then so he could basically jack 
uh, their vehicle so he could travel to Latveria to confront Doom over the $200. So they went ahead and, oh, you want to whoop Doom? Well, here, go ahead. So they gave them gave him one of their little famous uh, four cars. So he ends up flying over to Latveria, smashed a bunch of Doom bots, and then checks Doom. And now you, we're talking about Dr. Doom. This cat, you know, is taking on cosmic beans, but his ass got checked by Luke Cage over $200. Okay, so, yes, Luke Cage is a real brother. You're not shorting me out of nothing. I don't care if you're Dr. Doom. You're not shorting me. It, it, and he even told him, it's the principal. I ain't even sweating the money. It's the principal. You thought you could get away with it. So, yeah, Luke Cage, that's a real brother. All right? And so, so the scene is set. New York City is on fire. Black folks are losing their mind. Okay? You have a white supremacist who is killing black women. He's killing black children. And he's even killing black police officers. Okay, and so Luke, who's been on the outside, he gets back. He's wanting to help. Now you got a new man of people saying, "No, I don't think so." Okay, and so pretty much, hey, the race is on. How many people, especially how many more black people, is this guy going to kill before Luke Cage steps up? Okay, so that's why people are going off. All right. So, let's check this out. We're going to read the opening panel. Now, this is Ted Koppel, okay? Uh, first page, as soon as you open it up. You know, the cover is awesome. It's got Luke Cage in the front, a bunch of people riding in the back. Or not necessarily riding, but they are strongly picketing and protesting. And you, know, uh, But it looks like a riot because it's like a brick. You can see somebody has a hand, the bricks, you know, coming out of their hand. So, it, yeah, it looks like a mob, all right? And so that's on the cover, and you see Luke's face, and he says, all right, now it's time to get ugly. So, you know, you know the scene is set for a bomb comic, all right? And this is 86. I'm a 10-year-old kid. I'm like, yo, oh, Luke Cage, oh, that's, my, that's my dude. All right, so open up. I'm like, oh, snap, Ted Koppel. Oh, hell no. So good evening, and welcome, Nightline. Tonight, we have a special report on Luke Cage, the man more widely known as Power Man. Late afternoon, Cage almost single-handedly invaded a midtown United States armory, nearly destroying the installation in the process. Although charges and countercharges fly, uh, fly back and forth between the New York Police Department and the military brass, no criminal charges have been brought against Cage himself. In order to understand this bizarre incident and the motives behind it, we had one of our top reporters on the scene from the very beginning. We now go to Sydney Wallace for tonight's special report. Sydney, okay, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to skip all the way to the end for a second without giving up any of the stuff as we you know, unpack this thing. And the reason why I'm going to go to the end is I'm going to tell you this. Just so you know, to kind of set the scene. Ted is introducing a report. Sydney is giving a report. So everything that we read through this comic book is kind of through the lens of Sydney giving a report. And Luke is sitting down on his couch watching. So Luke is actually watching Ted Koppel 
report on him. So basically this story is is going to jump in between some reporting from uh, ABC Nightline and then also first uh, first person stuff taking place with Luke. All right. So this guy has already, you know, the reporter says, OK, um, this guy has struck again this white supremacist who's a super powered being. They do know that this guy is a soldier or a veteran. And he has taken a super a soldier serum. If you're familiar with any of these Marvel movies that have been out, then you know about the super soldier serum. You know about Captain America. So this guy, because, you know, Marvel had this recurring theme of always, you know, if they needed somebody to be a villain or a hero for a quick minute, hey, let's give them the super soldier serum like Cap. Of course, it doesn't work, and there's some side effects, but it works for the story because it's easy. So that's what they did here. So this guy has super soldier serum. Um, apparently, it's driven him mad, either that or he just was already just a straight-up piece of you-know-what, okay, it, you know, to just be murdering black folks like this, all right, for no apparent reason other than he can, and he's super-powered, okay? So... Um, you know, the reporter's reporting the scene. This guy has, you know, I'm looking here, and they show a body count. They actually show white sheets over bodies in the first top panel. And I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven black people this man has murdered above a grocery store. And uh, it's a brownstone. So if you know New York City, you know there's like a lot of homes and businesses where you might have a brownstone with residents over uh, and they're sitting over top of storefronts. And so, second story, the whole brick wall is blown out. This dude done killed, what, seven people? Done murdered seven black people. Alright? So now, on the scene uh, comes Detective Sergeant Tyrone King, the new man of the people. The black knockoff Billy D. And he's got a deeper story. I ain't going to get into it now. I'm just going to tell you, he's a shady dude. If you watch Luke Cage, you know Misty Knight. Uh, the way they do the show is kind of twisted. In the comic books, uh, Misty Knight actually went with Danny. And that was his girlfriend. And this dude, Tyrone Power, um, is putting, uh, you know, he's putting the wood to, uh, to Danny, to Danny's ex-girl, Misty. So, you know, Luke don't like to do it anyway because he's like, dude, you know, like, Misty and Danny going through a lot of stuff, and here you are, you know what I'm saying, complicating stuff. So he already don't like him because this dude's knocking off his boy's old lady, okay? So him and Luke, you know, they don't like each other anyway. All right. So Power's on the scene. He's assessing the scene. He's talking to uh, some of the just regular uh, uh, blues on the scene, getting an assessment of what's going on. Okay. Now, downtown, people are going crazy, and people are in front of the police department. Um, the cops are out front trying to keep a mob of people from jumping into the actual police department. It's the Mad Midtown uh, Precinct, the South Precinct. And so here, I'm just going to read a little bit of what the reporter has to say. Public opinion held that uh, were there... Uh, Public opinion held that were 
those slain officers white because you gotta remember this dude in the, in this last bombing or well his super powered explosion he killed seven black people included in that is some police officers that's trying to you know get this guy so brothers is like man this is some bull you know y'all can't take this cat out y'all got the avengers where's captain america where's thor okay where's all where's the hulk okay where the, where's spider-man you know and most of all what luke what black ass negro where is luke cage okay so you know, brothers is irate. They they storming uh, police precincts all over New York City, okay? And, you know, this is what the reporter says. The reporter says, public opinion held that were these slain officers white, a suspect would have been in custody by the following evening after these attacks. Instead, the suspect, um, uh, following the evening, uh, uh, instead of a suspect, you know, the police get a riot because they ain't got nobody, okay? So black people are saying, like, look, man, you know, if it, you know, it's all brothers, so y'all ain't doing nothing, right? Have we heard that before, people? Okay. Okay, so now she says, here's where our camera crew first caught a glimpse of Luke Cage wading through a throng of angry protesters. Okay, so Luke is like, okay, I'm going to go up here. I'm Luke Cage. You know, I, I got some people on the police department. Let me see what's up. I'm, I'm, this dude's going down. You know, I'm back, people. All right, people looking at him like, yeah, whatever. Okay, so she's saying it's uncertain what Cage is doing, why he's there, but he is there. So Cage goes and finds his Tyrone Power, all right, and these dudes have already had words earlier in the issue, but, you know, Power's like, yeah, we don't need you, Cage, whatever, dude, I'm going to help. So he's over there um, at the police department. They're in the records room, and they got the little computer dude up there at the records room. They're looking at the record on this dude because they're going to say, hey, let's find this criminal record on this cat, right? Because they don't know. He's a superpower being, but his face is covered. They don't know who this guy is. As far as his identity, they just know he is targeting black people and he is murdering black people. He is a racist, you know, piece of you know what. He ain't killed no white people, nobody else. He's killing Negroes. Okay, so the computer guy, you know, does his thing, gets the guy's background information. The gentleman, well, I'm not gonna call him a gentleman, I'm gonna call him a murderer because that's what he is. The murderer, villain. Name is Blake Williams. So the guy's name is William Blake, male, Caucasian, 5'10, 175. Right? And uh, it says male, Caucasian. Right? So they're discussing, um, you know, they're discussing, you know, this guy, what they're going to do, whatever. And, you know, and, uh, So, one of the police officers come in, and they're like, hey, yo, King, hey, I'm letting you know, man, this, hey, that, that dude with them powers is killing all the brothers. Hey, he's got, you know, the dude with the glowing power that's blowing, blowing buildings up with brothers and killing brothers. Hey, he's up in Harlem. So, Luke automatically looks like, you know I'm on it. And then, of course, you know, pretty boy, knockoff, Billy D, you know what I'm saying, 
uh, Mr. Snake, he's like, uh, I'd invite you along, Cage, but I can't afford your fee. So he's just digging at Luke again. Like, man, he's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a real hero. I'm a cop. I do this for the people. You only trying to get paid. All right. So we're going to jump along a little bit. And before we do that, I do want to make sure that we take a break because we want to make sure that we shout out our sponsors. And so we're going to take a quick break. Go ahead, refill your drinks. Go ahead, refill whatever refreshment you may have got. If you got to use the restroom, do that. Check out our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Okay, guys, we're back. Okay, so now they're rushing to Harlem. Now, they find Blake, and he, he is on top of two young kids. You got a black kid and a white kid, all right? Blake's going in. He's hitting a deal, smash mode in these cats, okay? And we finally get to see this guy. He is glowing in an all-white suit. I'm not sure why he's glowing if he has Captain America's super soldier serum. That's typically not something that occurs. Um, although this dude is jacked. And that would be correct. Because uh, Cap was like, you know, originally very, very small. He was like about 130 pounds soaking wet. And maybe five, you know, four. You know, a little bitty scrawny guy. He ends up getting up to... Like what, six two, two thirty, something like that. Six two, two twenty five, and with the ability to lift at least five tons, and so um, this, this guy is definitely Jack. Okay, so we see Luke jumping in. Um, he's jumping out of a squad car. Here comes Power on his motorcycle. Then out of nowhere, uh, in the last bottom panel, Falcon comes in. So. I'm like, oh, snap, now we got three the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Because now we got uh, Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, and Jim Kelly. So I'm hyped. You know, I'm I'm definitely all in on this now. I'm like, oh, Falcon's up in this mug? Oh, shh, it's on. So we know it's cracking. So Falcon, he gets the first crack at the guy. He, uh, he hits him. Power uh, is on the motorcycle. He grabs a little black dude. And the black dude goes, hey, what about my partner? He goes, well, he only goes after blacks, which I think, you know, when I read that, I still thought that was kind of messed up as a police officer, just on the strength that, you know, what if today's the day he decided to take somebody else out, you know, because he probably could have taken, you know, both kids, but you just target one and leave the other one. I thought that was kind of, you know, that was a shade move by that power dude. And later on, we will learn that he's a shady guy, but that's for another, that's for another story. So anyway, um, Falcon, he, he, he whacks the guy pretty good. Dude falls down. He falls down conveniently right next to a car. Looks like an old school, uh, uh, looks like they were trying to draw an old school Ford Escort. So this guy picks up a Ford Escort and chucks it um, at Falcon. Falcon is up near the rooftops of these brownstones. So you know this guy is like several stories up in the air. And so this guy throws... A uh, uh, throws a Ford Escort at this guy, 
you know, and he, you know, he's got to be up at least what, however tall, you know, those brownstones are. So however tall that is, this dude's easily able to just chuck a Ford Escort at Falcon. So uh, Falcon dips, you know, of course he you know, misses, and the guy throws the throws the uh, Escort over the brownstones over to the next block where Luke is there. He catches the car incredibly. Power rolls up on a guy, pulls out his dirty, hairy 45. He unloads and dumps on the cat like he's Frank Castle, the Punisher. And, you know, he, he uh, dumps on the dude. Dude falls to a brick wall, falls down. King, or I'm sorry, Power. And I keep calling him uh, King. Anytime you heard me say King, uh, a back there in the past, I meant to say Power. Uh, excuse me for that. Forgive me. So anyway, Power kicks the guy. Um, and so power has subdued this guy because he dumps on his guy with some, you know, big time shells. And so the guy's down. So they're able to subdue the suspect. So now we cut Luke is sitting in front of his television and he's watching, you know, everything that's transpired in the news as they're reporting all this stuff. Okay. And so we get some of these speech balloons and so I'm going to read a couple of them for you. Cover up. That's what it is. The cops, the press, even Cage. And so the uh, reporter says, okay, well, pardon me, sir. Are you accusing Luke Cage of being involved in some type of massive repression? And then the guy goes off and the reporter goes, are you blind? Look at the facts, man. Fact. This black dude's got a death wish for blacks. Fact. The cops took him to their fine, uh, uh, the, talk, the cops took the time finding them. Fact. Cage crossed the protest line at the precinct last night. Fact. When Cage found Blake, instead of bashing the dude's head in, he turned him over to the cops. Isn't it true, sir, that the police detective King emptied his gun? And the reason why I'm calling him King, because even the writer is calling this guy King, even though his name is Tyrone Power. So even the writer got mixed up, so forgive him too. So anyway, um, isn't it true that Detective King emptied his gun into Blake? Shots that merely stunned Blake in his new superhuman state? King is a cop, man. He's got a job to protect, dig. But Cage? Cage is so wrapped up in being Mr. Superhero, he's forgotten all about being black. He should have taken that he should have taken this white devil Blake out all the way out. So, um, you know, I'm reading this and I know for a fact that or I'm thinking I know for a fact at the time, like, okay, this is a white dude writing this comic book, so I'm laughing at some of the dialogue, because usually the dialogue, when they got these white dudes writing uh for black characters, it's funny. And so, um, this is nineteen eighty six and I can tell you in nineteen eighty six, um you know, wasn't nobody saying dig. You know what I'm saying? Um, you overstand me. But at any rate, we'll keep going. So, um, the broadcast gets interrupted to bring some special news. Um, and they say, uh, Blake, and they're calling him the race killer. Really good title. Really original. Um, who was taken into custody, has been released. Okay. And said, due to an administrative oversight, local officials were forced to accept a writ of habeas corpus and produce the still glowing Blake to the U.S. Marine Military Police. Blake 
has been remanded to the Marine custody and taken to the 23rd Street Armory to await transportation to Fort Dix. And so they keep talking, and in the next panel you see that's all that Luke needs to hear. Okay, Luke gets off the gets off the couch, so you know it's fitting to go down. Okay, they done called him essentially Uncle Tom. They said he's a sellout, and I think it's you know it's you know it, you know for them to actually say that. You know, the black dude was mad, said he should have taken this white devil Blake all the way out. Okay, so, I mean, this, you know, whoever this dude is, you know, he must have been uh, listening to some Farrakhan or watching Phil Donahue when Farrakhan was on there or something. You know what I'm saying? Or Sister Soldier. Although, I don't know if Sister Soldier, uh, if P.E. was out. But at any rate, uh, that was pretty funny. So, Luke is out. He's like, nope, I'm going to get this cat. So, we cut to the armory. People are out there protesting. Cover up. We want justice. Okay, so, you know, folks is, you know, hey, look, enough is enough. This dude, and essentially what it is, is everyone wants this guy to be tried and convicted, you know, and they want the book thrown at him immediately. You know, people are out for blood, essentially. Okay. And so, power rolls up. And he actually gets a warrant for the arrest because it's essentially what it is is a pissing contest between the military because, of course, they want their experiment back that's gone wrong, you know. And then on the flip side, you know, the people are demanding justice. So the police department has to, you know, they've got to respond. If not, New York City is fitting to burn, okay? And so, Power rolls in, and he was like, "Look, we got a warrant for his arrest. You gotta give up. The, you gotta give him up." And the military's like, "Well, you, know, you can have that all you want, but you and what army is fitting fitting to go through us to get this guy?" So, in comes Falcon, and in comes Luke, and they always have Luke in the same pose whenever he's running for whatever reason. <coughs> it's the classic where he's got his fist up. But anyway, they come through. They're mobbing through, knocking out all the police, uh, or I'm sorry, knocking out all the U.S. military soldiers um, to get to this cat. And, you know, and of course, Luke is leading the way. So, finally, um, you know, Luke is done, you know, made his way through. He busts through, looks like, yeah, probably a good, you know, slab, at least a one-ton door of pure steel, busted open. And you see where he says, okay, Blake, now it's time to get ugly. And so, from this point, Luke commences to breaking this off, or breaking this guy off with a hellacious ass whipping. Um, one of the best ass whippings I've seen in comic books uh, in a long time, and one of the more epic ones. And it was sweet, I can tell you. Reading it, I was like, man, I hope he, you know, you know, Marvel usually don't show blood, but I was hoping they would in this issue. At any rate, Luke drops the dude, punches him through uh, the floor, all the way through to the basement. Um, now they're in the basement. Water pipes are busting. Um, the basement is starting to fill with water 
because it's starting to flood. This dude tries to sneak attack Luke. Luke catches him, backhands him, and then he just unloads. And I'm going to read the monologue as Luke uh, finishes this cat off. And the guy's going in, and he's trying to sneak attack Luke. So here's what Luke says. Forget that, Jack. You killed a black woman. You killed black kids. You killed black cops. You filthy, lousy bigot. You know what you've done to me, Blake? You got my mind all messed up. I know you're crazy. I know you ought to be locked up someplace where people can help you. But you got everybody talking. You got me actually caring about what folks think of me. If I don't put you down, they'll label me as an Uncle Tom. But I know you're just sick. I know you need help. So Luke, you know, because he's not somebody that really gives two flips in the wind about what anybody thinks about him. Um, uh, black, white, or or anything like that. You know, that's not, that's not his stilo. But he loves his people. And he doesn't never want his for uh, his people to think that he don't love them. Okay, so you know he's torn inside because he knows this dude is sick, you know, and he can recognize because he's fought so many crazy villains and he knows you guys are madmen. So yeah, he's targeting blacks, but there might be something bigger to play, uh, and Luke understands that, um, but he's got to take action. So he's telling him, "I don't want, uh, I, I don't know right from wrong anymore, Blake." And I hate that, but I am a man, and I'm black, and I'm just as good as you, and like it or not, homeboy, I'm taking you in. And so Luke drops him as the entire basement fills with water, okay? And the next cutscene is very, very powerful, all right? Um, and so we see that Luke is dragging this guy up the stairs, okay, and there's a thought bubble, um, in one of the panels, um, actually in a couple of panels, but there are no words whatsoever, any type of spoken words at all, so Luke is just thinking to himself, like, okay, I finally got this guy knocked out, I'll make sure that, you know, he's going to the cops, all right, so, and, and uh, this is something that you need to realize, as a comic book reader, you are disciplined to know how to read panels, and so, you're trained your eyes to not look down. So as you're reading, and this is, you know, my 10-year-old self, you know, and by that time, I've been reading comic books since third grade, so I'm a fifth grader, you know, t uh, when I'm 10. So, you know, I, I got this down. So I'm not looking down at all. I'm just reading and looking. So the next panel, all I see, and you will see it when you read the comic, is Luke's face. That's all you see. In astonishment, and then you look over to the right to the next panel, and Blake is a black man. What? That's right, Blake is a black man. So you see, Luke, he's irate. He confronts the computer tech who gave him the bad info, and the guy um, essentially says, like, hey, I don't know what the problem is. And I'll read uh, what this guy said to him. He says, hey, man, it's a bug in the system. So the guy's black. Sue me. After all, what difference does it make? Okay? And I think this is the point 
that the writer's trying to make. Because as a as a you know as a black kid, you know I know that most of the comic books that I read at that time, in fact, pretty much all of them, um, any black character that was depicted, whether it's Marvel Comics or DC, and those were the two big ones at the time, um, the ones I read, um, there wasn't a black writer who were writing for the black characters. And so I think this is what this writer, this is his point, is, hey, you know, who cares if the guy is black or white? He's a murderer, okay? So what difference does it make? And you also have to realize this computer guy, that's all he does is sit in front of his computer. He's oblivious to everything. So he's oblivious to the riots. You know, he's not even thinking about all that. He's just a numbers guy. You know, he's just a little nerdy dude doing his job. So he's like, hey, I'm just here to help. Hey, you know, what difference does it make if the guy's black or white? He's a murderer, and you got him, okay? And so now we cut, and I'm going to read just a little bit of what the reporter has to say because we're cutting back to Luke's couch, okay? And he's watching the television, and he's watching Nightline and Ted Koppel in this report, okay? And this is what the reporter has to say. With the discovery of Blake's true race, public sentiment quickly turned and the protest groups disbanded. Terms like psychotic race killer and super bigot were hastily replaced with such terms as victim of society and misunderstood young soldier. She goes on to say, as for Luke Cage, no charges have been filed, nor are any likely to be suddenly um, as recent uproar as... Uh, I'm sorry. As for Luke Cage, no further charges have been filed, nor are any likely to be. As suddenly as the recent uproar began, it has all ended. This is Sidney Wallace in New York. Back to you, Ted. So as quickly as this uproar started, it went away. And I think that's funny. Um, in today's society, that's usually the case. We're not seeing this now, and I am glad for that. We do need that energy. We just need to make sure that it's positive. Okay? And then uh, the comic closes with no words. You just have three the hard way sitting on Luke's couch. And it says, Getting Ugly. The title of the comic. Okay? And so... Luke is sitting there with the Falcon and Power. They finish watching Nightline. Luke turns off the television. Cut. It's a wrap. So there's a lot of things to think about. And so um, that's why I wanted to share this with you. Um, it's a little bit of a different take. It's something off the beaten path. Um, but it is worth noting. Especially in lieu of all the recent events that have occurred. So, um, I definitely want to thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting. If you have a suggestion for future podcasts, please hit me up. My name is Joseph Kinney. You can shoot me a uh, message on Facebook Messenger. And if you send me your name and your email address, 
I will get back to you. Okay? And you can also reach me at JV Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y, 44 at gmail.com. If you want to shoot your suggestions, okay? And if you want to call and, and just give us a shout-out, um, anybody that calls and gives us a shout-out, we'll make sure that we air your phone call on the next podcast so that way we can give you your props. So once again, it's a wrap. It's your host, Joey Kinney, a.k.a. Joe Militant. We're out. Peace. everybody we want to thank you for listening to episode two getting ugly we've got some bonus material for you now and we're going to play some music from the original soundtrack of luke cage No sway, man. I can't even describe it, man. The situation is crazy, bruh. If I was a gorilla, I would say it was the man, yeah. The man just, he just took over the whole situation, God. Listen. Man, it is what it is. Can't understand a man if you ain't live what he lived. Coaches in the crib and got no food up in the fridge. Put the fire running rampant and he's screwing up the kids. Sway a man, what kind of paradise is this? Slow for 40 acres and some gas on the wrist. But these snakes is trying to gather in the pit. When you get the cotton now, plucking ashes off the clip. Off the rip, now a challenger exists. And he bulletproof, shoot the kind of challenger is this. Got thugs in the store with the barrel on your lips. Saying nifty out the jelly boy, paying with the grip, Lord. Who the call when no one obeys the law? And there ain't no Iron Man that can come and save the song. Power to the people and Luke Cage the cause. And the cops got it wrong, we don't think Cage at all. Look, dog, a hero never had one. Already took Malcolm and Martin, this is the last one. I beg your pardon, somebody pulling a fast one. Now we got a hero for hiring, he a black one. And bullet hole hoodies is the fashion. We in home paradise, tell it got done. That I'm about to trade the mic for a mad dumb. Give up my life for trade Vaughn to have one. Yeah, cause this is bulletproof love. And you already know what a bulletproof does. So you can take it from a bulletproof thug. The hood got his back, dog, bulletproof love. Blood thicker than mud And who am I to judge if you get a gun in the club Cause you already know what a bulletproof does When the hood got your back door Bulletproof slums Yeah, shout out to Pop R.I.P. my brother Jesus is crazy nowadays People say we don't need another hero But now we got one Whether you like it or not Luke Cage, please believe it sir The streets got your back You already bulletproof love baby It's a wrap due to knowledge.